Bible says, Mark chapter 16 and verse 17, it simply says this, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues. Are there any tongue talkers in the room? Any spirit-filled, apostolic believers in the room? If that's you, you ought to clap your hands and lift your voice. And Verse 18 said, they shall take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing it shall not hurt them they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall they shall not might not can, not in the perfect atmosphere following the perfect songs or just simple. The kingdom is just so simple. We so overcomplicate the kingdom. Jesus just said, they're going to lay hands on the sick and they it's done. It's finished. No delay, no discussion, no negotiations, just done. They shall recover. Verse 20 said, they went forth and they preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. And I've been sent by the Lord today to simply preach to you for a few moments. There are no limits in the kingdom of God. There are no limits in the kingdom of God. And if you believe that, I want you to clap your hands with all your might and shout unto God with a great... No limits. Before you're seated, I want you to shake hands with two people. Look them right in the eye and say, I'm telling you, there are no limits. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord one more time. Somebody rejoice if... 
Come on, if you came sick, but you know there's no limits, you ought to clap your hands and you ought to rejoice in advance for what God is going to do now, now, now. We must be fully convinced. We must be fully persuaded. It must be settled in our spirits that there are no limits in the kingdom of God. Whatever we're going to get done in these last hours and last moments before the coming of the Lord, it will only get done if we believe there are no limits. God's abilities have no limits. God's power has no limits. God's authority has no limits. God's dominion has no limits. God's victory has no limits. God's deliverance has no limits. God's provision has no limits. God's word has no limits. God's name. No limitations. Just uh, a few months ago, maybe two months ago, my daughter Aaliyah and I, we were on the way to, to the Philippines or, or maybe we weren't. Maybe we were on the way from Oklahoma back to Ohio so we could go to the Philippines and there was a massive flight disruption. We started in Oklahoma on the way to our hub in Atlanta and all of a sudden they had storms and, and problems and backs, backups of flights and before we knew it, we were circling in the air for hours. They took us, diverted our flight to Atlanta, landed in some weird little small podunk, podunk town airport, and then refueled us, got us back in the air, and we circled again. We left Oklahoma at 2 p.m. and landed in Atlanta at 3 a.m. Walked out the door of the gate. This was a long day. Walked out of the door and the flight attendants were standing there. And they said, everybody wait right here. We're going to board a flight in less than 30 minutes and we're going to get you home. 30 minutes turned into an hour. An hour turned into two hours, three hours, four hours. And then they came to us and said, you know what? We're going to cancel this flight and y'all just need to find a hotel because all the hotels are full. I know this would not have happened on Air Canada. I'm just saying it for my pastor, getting it out there. 
My daughter and I found a hotel in downtown Atlanta and because I was 24 hours away from a flight to the Philippines, I decided I needed to get a, a PCR test, not because I'm not vaccinated, I am vaccinated, but I just wanted to make sure there was no problems getting into the Philippines. So I, I got myself uh, an appointment at a CVS in, in somewhere in the middle of Atlanta. Atlanta, Georgia, and we show up at this CVS, and I walk into the little doctor's office inside that room, that, that store, and the nurse comes in and sits down, and she said, she said, tell me why you need a PCR test. And I said, well, I said, I'm getting ready to go to the nation of the Philippines where God is going to fill multitudes with the gift of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. I, I said, multitudes are going to be baptized in the only saving name of Jesus Christ. I said, the blind are going to see, the deaf are going to hear, the lame are going to get up and walk. I said, it's going to be a great apostolic outpouring she said hold on a minute she walked out of the room closed the door behind her a few moments later she came back with the doctor she sat the doctor in the chair in front of me and then the nurse climbed up on the counter crossed her legs Indian style and said tell the doctor what you just told me So I repeated what God was going to do. And while I began to repeat it to that doctor, all of a sudden tears began to stream down her face. And she said, you have no idea. She said, I, my husband and I, we, couldn't, we can't have children. She said, we have been praying that God would send somebody of faith to us to pray for us that we could conceive a child. The nurse sitting up on the counter said, me too. My husband and I want to conceive a child. You've got to pray for us. The doctor is weeping. She reached over, took my hand. She said, if there was one spiritual word that you could give me right now that would change my life forever, she said, what would it be? I said, you must be born again. I said, right here in this doctor's office, I said, you must repent of your sins. I said, and you must be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking with other tongues, and you must be buried with Christ in a watery grave of baptism. I said, that's the only word you need today. She literally doubled over, put her head between her knees and started weeping and trembling. The nurse fell over on the counter and began to tremble and weep under the power of the Holy Ghost. We repented of our sins together and a few moments later, both the doctor and the nurse had their hands in the air in the middle of a CVS and they were speaking with other tongues. Come 
told somebody, I've been sent to tell you, there are no limits. My daughter was sitting in the lobby. She said, Daddy, she said, it was like thunder. She said, when you started speaking in other tongues, the entire CVS stood still. She said, every patient sitting in the lobby all of a sudden put their books down and put their papers down. She said, the cashiers came from the front and were standing by the door for one hour. One hour I sat in a doctor's office speaking in other tongues with a doctor and a nurse and at the end of it the doctor looked at me and said she said I just want to apologize to you for you being delayed I said are you crazy I said, delayed? I said, do you realize how much that Jesus loves you that he would delay 1,000 Delta flights just so you could receive the gift of the Holy Ghost? I said, you don't have to apologize. Oh, come on. You ought to get on your feet. You ought to begin to praise the Lord. God is taking the ceiling. All you got to do is have faith. All you got to do is speak the word. God is removing the ceiling. went from there 24 hours later to the Philippines where God filled 1,837 people with the gift of the Holy Ghost. 110 were baptized in Jesus' name. Over 3,000 people testified of miracles and signs and wonders. There are no limits. Shortly before that, we were in the nation of Bangladesh where in just two weekends, just two Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, God filled 17,000 Muslims and Hindus with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Over 5,000 testified of notable miracles from there to Brazil where 12,000 people were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. To Samoa, 
We're in a park, in the middle of a park in Samoa, in Apia, Samoa, where God filled 266 people with the gift of the Holy Ghost, and 61 were baptized in Jesus' name in the middle of a park from there to a Sunday morning in Australia where God filled 37 more with the gift of the Holy Ghost and 11 more were baptized in Jesus' name. From there to El Salvador where 842 more were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. From there to South Africa where 74 Trinitarian pastors were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And 29 were rebaptized in the only saving name of Jesus. And that revival spread over to Angola where in one service 47 more Trinitarians were filled friends there are no limits it's gonna happen in France it's gonna happen in Paris God is getting ready to take the ceiling off of the church You ought to reach your hands towards this missionary family and prophesy. You ought to speak to Paris. Come on, somebody. Let your faith begin to arise. Let faith. Every believer in this room, just stretch out a hand. Begin to speak with other tongues. Begin to let your spiritual eyes begin to see an unprecedented... Come on, I defy the lie of the enemy. God is going to give you a revival in Paris that cannot be numbered. Paul said, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us above our capabilities, beyond our comprehension, more than abundantly. Much more than above all human intellect can think or imagine. He is the God of no limits. When I was in prayer this morning, the Lord said, you tell my people the only limitations on my power are the limitations of your own creation. Yes. 
in the natural there are limitations to time and space and resources and physical limitations even emotional limitations but in the kingdom of God there are no limitations at all loved what brother Shalom said last night all we got to do is begin to speak these things but you got to also believe it when you open your mouth you got to believe that what you are saying is going to come to pass you got to let your spiritual eyes begin to see that which is not as if it already is you got to not only declare it but you got to visualize it For months before the Holy Ghost outpouring in Brazil, I was thinking, Pastor, I was imagining the moment. I had a picture in my mind of what God was going to do in Brazil. And I didn't keep it secret. Every phone call that we got on with the crusade team, I said, God said, over 10,000 people will receive the Holy Ghost in one service. I said, God said it. I've seen it. I said, let's start declaring it. Let's start believing it. Oh, throughout the word of God, we see this absence of limitations where Jesus begins to work and fevers break and lepers are cleansed and centurion servants are miraculously healed and the dead are raised and storms cease and the paralyzed get up and walk and issues of blood are cured and the blind see and the mute speak and withered hands stretch forth and the miraculous multiplication of five loaves and two fish and 5,000 eat. Then we get to John chapter 2, this first miracle of Jesus where he changes water into wine. And you know we frequently just walk past this miracle. It's such a novice miracle, liquid to liquid. Anybody could do that. Just, uh, just this first miracle, an amateur miracle, no big deal. His mama made him do it. But that one miracle trumpeted the kingdom of God. That one miracle revealed God manifest in the flesh. That one miracle reveals the exceeding abundance of the kingdom of God. There's a doctor, a scientist 
that wrote about this miracle and it's quite a profound revelation he said you have to understand he said we dismiss this miracle as unimportant because there's so many more dramatic miracles but he said if you don't look at this closely you don't understand how powerful the church is he said at the molecular level the water is basically hydrogen and oxygen but the wine contains sugars and yeast which contains carbon and nitrogen along with oxygen and hydrogen how many did I lose already yeah I had to read that like 15 times when Jesus, this is what he said, when Jesus changed water into wine, Jesus was demonstrating he had all authority over even the atomic structure of atoms. He said when he changed water to wine, he commanded oxygen and hydrogen atoms to disassemble and reform into other atoms of different configurations. He said the amount of energy it would take to perform this atomic deconstruction and reconstruction is staggering. He said this intermolecular energy being released is our modern day source of power for the nuclear bomb. He said when Jesus caused the wine atoms to come back together according to natural laws he would have had to put the energy of a nuclear bomb into this atomic deconstruction and reconstruction but Jesus did it without breaking a sweat. Is that crazy? I'm sweating talking about it. Jesus was demonstrating that he had absolute authority over all natural laws far beyond our human ability or human comprehension and he accomplished it with no physical exertion at all but that is not all that happened in that miracle changing water into wine requires demonstrating all power, limitless power over the natural laws of time, space, and creation. Wine requires many processes that cover a long period of time. The growth of the plant, the maturing of the grape, the harvesting of the grape, treading of the grapes for the juice, the aging time required for fermentation. Great wine takes a long time and great effort to prepare. But Jesus bypassed the laws of time and space and nature and did something that only God could do Amen. 
that one miracle demonstrated it revealed and trumpeted that Jesus Christ was God manifest in the flesh that one miracle revealed that Jesus Christ was the fulfillment of Isaiah 9 and 6 that Jesus is wonderful counselor the mighty God the everlasting father the prince of peace that's why Jesus could boldly declare, I and my Father are one. That's why after the crucifixion, after Jesus is risen from the dead, the disciples are gathered in a house. And once again, you got Thomas with them. And Jesus defies all natural laws and moves through a door. Jesus tells Thomas, who obviously wasn't sure what was going on. He said, reach your finger into the wounds in my hand and reach your hand into the wound in my side and be not faithless, but believe. And Thomas finally understands the revelation of the mighty God in Christ. It is revealed to him in that moment and he makes the statement, my Lord and my God. That same revelation of the mighty God in Christ that Jesus attempted to communicate to Philip when Jesus said, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? On the day of Pentecost, when Peter stood up and began to preach in Jerusalem, he made that declaration that same Jesus whom you have crucified is both Lord and Christ that's why under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost Matthew wrote about the birth of Jesus and said and she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins he goes on to say behold a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted is God with us it's that same revelation that Jesus is both the Lord and Christ the revelation that Jesus is God manifest in the flesh that caused the apostle Paul to declare in Ephesians chapter 4 there is one body and one spirit even as you are called in one hope of your calling one Lord one faith one baptism one God and father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. That's why, speaking of Jesus, in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, the Bible said, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must 
be saved. Why don't you lift up your hands for a moment? And why don't you just call on the name of Jesus? Why don't you just seed the atmosphere with the name that's above every name? Come on, somebody lift up your voice. Come on, there's unlimited kingdom power and authority in this room right now when you call upon that name. That's why Paul said, whatever you do in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Somebody ought to shout the name of Jesus. Stand with me today. You got to hear the word of the Lord. It is Jesus Christ who is the lamb that's slain from the foundation of the world. It is Jesus Christ, the lamb that sits upon the throne. I want you to understand it's by the name of Jesus that we cast out devils. It's by the name of Jesus that every chain is broken. It's by the name of Jesus. Jesus, that you have deliverance. It's by the name of Jesus that you have victory. It's by the name of Jesus that you will be healed in this service. Hitalabohoshanda. <sighs> Our musicians can come. Lift up your hands with me one more time. Begin to speak with other tongues. Begin to seed the atmosphere. Begin to seed the atmosphere with the Spirit. Go ahead and pray in other tongues. Begin to speak. I feel faith in this room right now. Why don't you reach over, take the hand of someone near you, and why don't you release faith? Say, I release faith into you. I release the gift of faith into you. I release miracle working faith, the power of the name of Jesus. Come on, come on. There's no limitations here today. 
There's no limitations. You're not going to leave the same way you came. God is going to deconstruct Adams and reconstruct Adams to do a miracle in your body, your mind, your emotions. Come on, I feel that, that limitless power of Jesus in this room. Listen to me, just a moment, I'm going to open up this altar. When I open the altar, I want everybody in this place from the balcony to the front row all the way to the back row of this church I want everybody in this place to quickly come and gather together in the altar when I open this altar I don't want you to hesitate I want you to take the hand of someone near you and you just look them right in the eye and say today is your day It's going to happen right now. When we open up this altar, I want you to speak that word of faith and declare it into somebody and quickly come together. Are you ready? I want everybody to turn to somebody and say, it's going to happen right now. Say, you're going to receive a miracle right now. Tell somebody, you're going to receive the Holy Ghost right now. And quickly take them by the hand and come. Come to the altar quickly. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Come quickly, come quickly. Come quickly, push your way in. Don't stop in the aisle, please. There's people behind you. Don't stop in the aisle. Spread across. Quickly spread across. Make room for others. That's it. That's it. While people are still moving in this direction, people are still coming from the balcony, why don't you just reach over and touch somebody and say, God's already healed you. Say, God's already delivered you. Say, you are free. You tell somebody, God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. I want all the Bible school students to come on the platform with me. All of the Bible school students to come on the platform quickly. All the men and women of God that are in the Bible school, come on the platform with me. You are the crusade team today. Is that all right? You're the crusade team today. Everybody that you lay your hand on is going to instantly receive the Holy Ghost and they're going to be instantaneously healed. Do you believe that? Every single person you touch instantly the name of Jesus is going to flow through you and miracle 
miracle working power is going to move upon you. God is going to use you. Now that we have room, push your way forward. Now we can help all those that were coming from the balcony to get a little bit closer. Come on and get closer. Come on. Come on, push your way in if you can. There's room. Would you lift up your hands a moment and just immediately get in the spirit? Would you speak in tongues? That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Now listen to me. Everybody put your hands down a minute. We're going to do five things together right before God fills everyone and heals everyone. The first thing we're going to do when I tell you to Everybody in this place is going to lift up both of your hands high. Would you practice that with me once? That's it. When you lift up your hands, it is a sign of surrender and it's a sign of faith. You are saying, I know this is my moment. I know I'm not leaving the same way that I came. I know there are no limitations in the kingdom of God. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm filled. I'm free. When you lift up your hands, you're saying it's going to happen right now. Right now. Look at your neighbor and say, right now. The second thing we're going to do when I tell you, everybody in this place is going to close our eyes. Why? Because we don't want to be distracted. This is a kingdom moment. I don't want you to be focusing on me or me focusing on you. We need to focus on the king. Third thing we're going to do when I tell you, everybody in this place is going to lift up your head high. Why? Because you can't receive anything from God when you're hanging your head in discouragement and fear and doubt. You got to buck up and lift up your head and say, this is my moment. fourth thing we're going to do which is so critical to everything in the kingdom 
is we are going to repent of our sins together. We're going to ask God to forgive us of our sins. Every evil word, every evil thought. We're going to say, God, I'm sorry. Wash my mind, my heart, my emotions, my spirit. We're going to speak to God. However you feel to settle things. But you need to lift up your voice loud and say, God, forgive me. When you begin to ask the Lord to forgive you of your sins. The Bible said he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That means it doesn't matter what you've done, what you've said, where you've been, what you thought. When you say, God, I'm sorry, he says, settled. Settled. How many believe that? When you begin to repent of your sins, you're going to begin to feel the tsunami of the Spirit of the Lord begin to move through this place. You're going to feel that tsunami of miracles begin to move through this room. You're going to feel the certainty that God has already done it. And we're going to speak the word of faith. When you hear me shout hallelujah, I want everybody in this room to shout hallelujah as loud as you can. And the moment you shout hallelujah, God will instantly fill you with the Holy Ghost. God will instantly heal your body. You're going to feel that miracle working power of God. Do you believe that? You believe that? Yes. Students, when we speak the word of faith, you come up off of this platform like a mighty army. And every person you touch, God will heal them and God will fill them. But don't you dare ask God for anything. When you touch them, you command it to be so. Say, so you are healed in Jesus' name. You are filled in Jesus' name. You speak that declaration into their spirit. And as it comes out of your mouth, it will be settled. Are you ready? Every hand upraised. Students, stretch your hands out over this body. Every eye closed, every head uplifted. I want you to lift your voice with me and let's ask God to forgive us of our sins. Come on, lift your voice. God, wash me, cleanse me, forgive me. Every evil deed, every evil word, every evil thought, God, wash me. God cleanse me. Come on, somebody. Lift up your voice. Call on the name of the Lord. Call on the name of the Lord. Here it comes. 
Here it comes. Get ready. Here it comes. Get ready to shout. Here it comes. By the authority of the word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus, I command you, receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Receive your miracle in the name of Jesus. Be healed, be delivered, be free. 